Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Jason. So let's talk about Kanye for a minute or two. Or three. So my big question is, should we or anybody else at this point be giving him oxygen? Oh, boy, Harvey. I, I, it's it's impossible to answer that question. So he posted a swastika on Twitter. Uh, he's now been taken off Twitter. Um, should we be giving him oxygen? I guess not, except that he has an enormous audience. And Well, he did. Listen, he had an audience for his art. We are way beyond that right now. And yeah. at a point, you know, it's really funny because take Kanye out of the equation right now. The, 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 the seems like the prevailing view in this country, um, and I think that there's a little bit problematic here, is that people want to start limiting speech, you know, some people more than others. But the prevailing view is certainly limit hate speech, he, speech that um, in any way incites violence. Um, and at a point, you know, if that's the conversation and people do want to limit speech and take people off platforms, that means you don't give them oxygen. So given the prevailing view right now, where does Kanye fit into that? Is he outside the rail, the guardrails of all of this to the point where, you know, he shouldn't be given platforms or are we just doing it because we know we get eyeballs, we know people are going to look, people are going to say this is appalling, but they're yeah. going to keep looking. I mean, what do we? What what does the media do with I, Kanye West at this point? I think the media should report on it. And frankly, to be honest with you, I don't think that Kanye West should be taken down from Twitter. Now, Elon Musk runs a private company, he can do whatever he wants. I'm not saying there's a free speech right. You don't have a free speech in a private company like that. But that said... Kanye West is, this is hate speech, obviously putting up swastikas is hate speech. It is not, according to Elon Musk, he took it down, he took Kanye's uh, post down and suspended him for Twitter for inciting violence. I don't think that there's a definite, uh, you know, parallel between posting a Nazi symbol and post and incitement to violence. I I just think, I really do believe in a free marketplace of ideas. Obviously it's hate speech, but people as as awful as it is, right? The First Amendment is not there to protect the speech we all like to hear. The First Amendment and... and, 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 and the First and, Amendment, the way you're taught in law school, the First Amendment is to tolerate speech that you find abhorrent. Right. And then fight back with more with more speech. With speech of your own. Yeah. Correct. And, and the free marketplace of ideas will, will, will lean towards justice. Now, the funny thing about all of this is I've been watching some of these commentators on cable news doing somersaults explaining... Yeah, but it's different now because these these platforms have such big megaphones. It's not like it used to be. Bullshit. The way it used it's, to be. It's nonsense. It's, it, 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 it's, it's nonsense. so stupid yes. that, you know, I, I still think it deserves a 30-second conversation, which is that it used to be 
that there was a bigger megaphone than there is now in the sense that people didn't have anything beyond their own little towns. And there used to be town squares. And you would have, and I mean, th- these were the, you know, the stereotypes, the town drunk, the town whore. Right. And people right. would talk about all of this stuff in a small town where these are the only people you really have any interaction with. It's not like now where people come and go, where it's much bigger. You had a confined space yep. with these small towns and everybody had a megaphone in these small towns. And the notion was you still tolerate it because it's con- the concept was free speech. It's different now. And I'm not sure why it's different. I mean, these these ridiculous people on television saying, well, they're bigger megaphones. No, I, it's I, the same principle. I, I think speech has never been more democratized than it is right now. There, there are a, a, that's their problem, right? No, that, that's their problem. That is that is the problem, and, and therefore that allows everybody to say anything they want and get it out to a wider audience. So going back to Kanye, yeah. what what happens? I mean, the guy is, you know, you. It's true that it's not directly inciting violence, but what it does is it gives. You know, it gives people, it, it empowers, you know, people who harbor that kind of hatred to say, wow, I've, my voice is being heard out there. And then maybe they do bad things. But the you, fact you, is, yeah. Jason, hate crimes are up. And in fact, they just did a but, study in L.A. But, hate crimes are really up. But hate, hate crimes are up. Lot, lots of different types of crimes are up for the last four or five years. That that has happened. I, I, I'm not saying that hate crimes are not up. And I'm not saying it's not abhorrent. I'm not saying it's not awful. So what do you do with Kanye? I, 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 look, if you're talking about us as a media organization, what do you do with Kanye? He's one of the biggest stars in the world, most famous people in the world, putting aside his level of his stardom. He's one of the most famous people in the world. He's saying something through this now which which is noteworthy and newsworthy and i think we report on it that's it here's my question is he a person who is who is uh coming forward with a political view with a a true a true political view or is he just a non-lucid madman who's just spouting if it's the latter, if he's just crazy, if he's you know the, off the rails, off his meds, whatever those things, then I think we're almost ex- yeah. But here's a pr- you're exploiting I, a crazy I, I, person, and I get well. Everybody's exploiting a no, crazy I'm not person saying, right I'm now. I'm not saying uh, no. Yes, I mean, right. I I I think at a point when you know we put the Alex Jones interview up yesterday. Here's what I saw there. You ask, is he one or the other? I think he's both. I think he is. He is he he is in a in a mental meltdown yeah. right now, and at the same time, I think a lot of these comments are still intentional. You can be you can have a mental you illness can do and be yes. very intentional at the same time. And I think Kanye West is because there have been lucid moments over the last month or so where he's espoused the same views. And I think those views just carry forward into his mental illness when he's having an episode. So if you have a combination of a of a guy who is acting like a madman, who is in the middle of some kind of a bipolar episode, um, and espousing this kind of hatred, what do you do? Oh, I mean, well, what, what let do me, you let do? Let me ask the question back to you. What, 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 you know, you, you. I'm really conflicted. Yeah, I'm really conflicted on this. I, I, I'll tell you. I mean, everybody thinks you know this is you know, either yes or no. And there are a lot of debates over what to do. I mean, we talk about it in the newsroom a lot, you know, with various stories, you know, do we cover this? Do we cover that? And we have these discussions all day long and pass on a lot of stuff and, you know, put other things up on the site and on the shows. 
But this is a tough one for me because, yes, he is famous. Um, You know, one of the things that I think is going to come to bear here is Kim Kardashian, the factor of that, that, that she shares four children with him. And that becomes a real legitimate news story when somebody is acting with this kind of hatred and craziness, how it impacts Kim and the family. Does she go back into court? Because I, I don't see how she doesn't. Does she go back into court the way Kevin Federline did when Brittany was at her low point? And you say, she can't have custody. And in this case, he can't have custody of these kids because right now he has equal access under the settlement agreement. He can't have that when he's doing this stuff. It's not safe for the kids. It's not good for the kids. Um, it puts everybody's safety at risk and either deny him the right to see the kids until he up until he writes the ship or have some kind of supervised visitation then it clearly becomes a legitimate news story it, it sure it sure does and by the way just to segue onto that there's i don't even think at this point a judge would necessarily grant him supervised visitation if he is going to hate mongrel like this and he's going to talk like he did about alex jones uh, where he's suggesting violence towards people and he's suggesting that people are the devil and all this other stuff. I don't know that you can even have your kids in a supervised way around that kind I get of it. person. I get it. And I'm just I'm just waiting for Kim to go to court because it just feels like it's going in that direction. Boy, she... she I feel bad for her. I, I, Terrible. I, yes. The, her and the kids. And the kids. And honestly, do we feel bad for him at all? I, 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 it depends how much he's laboring under this. I, I just, I've never been one to give a lot of credence to his mental struggles. I now look at a man, and I'm, I'm not in any way equipped uh, from an educational standpoint to speak about this, but I speak, I see a man who is teetering on the edge of, of destruction, a full, outright catastrophic destruction. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, um, I want to talk about something else. We got video. Um, really an interesting video. David Archuleta, who was, I believe, on season seven of American Idol, he came in second. Um, he um, has come out as gay. And, a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, um, you know, he's from Utah. He's a Mormon. And he performed there, gosh, not, not too long ago. And when he started talking about his struggle coming out and the fact that it didn't align with the Mormon faith and how he started to hate himself because of all of it, because that was the only lens he could view the world through. Um, He started talking about all of this. People started walking out, and the venue got angry at him for talking about it. This is a really impactful interview. 
it was a tiny town in the middle of nowhere in Utah, like a farm town. Yeah. And some of the people at the meet and greet were saying, we've never had a singer come before. So it was like a shock to them. Yeah. I mean, just the concert itself was a shock to them. And so to then talk about these things that, you know, they've always been like told, like, this is a political agenda. That's what I heard a lot. So, and you're so close to your faith and, you know. I was. And, yeah, was. I mean, I is there. I, I still am with the people. With the people, but got it. I wouldn't say because the religion—it's—it's—it's—it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a touchy subject. Yeah. Um, well, I don't really look at it as hate. I just look at it as like they don't understand. Because I came from that culture, so it's like I knew because it's like I feared myself. I don't think they hate me. Otherwise, they wouldn't have paid to come to yeah. see my show. Like, Is that going to prevent you from talking about it at future shows or, or no? You so you know, he went on, and it was really fascinating. He was talking about the fact that. He grew up in such a, you know, Mormon culture that he was told that this was bad, this was wrong, you can't be this way. And he felt that there was something wrong with him. It's the only way he could look at it growing up. He tried, he, he contemplated suicide over all of this and, and ultimately ended up in this interview saying, look, you know, I am probably deconstructing myself in terms of being a Mormon. Um, and it's not that I'm not, you know, I still don't embrace my family and the people around, but the tenets of the religion itself, he seems to be abandoning. Um, I'll tell you, I thought this was really, really interesting because the way you grow up, and I know this as a gay man, the way you grow up makes such a huge difference. And it's easy to say as an adult, you make decisions. You are so impacted by how you grow up, and the way things are perceived, especially when you're gay. I thought it was a really interesting interview. I thought it was a great interview, and I thought that the uh, comments from the concert promoter were interesting, too. We, we posted those on our site. So I guess what's happening is he's going on a bit of a, a Christmas tour where he's doing Christmas songs in yep. various venues. This was in a very small, he said, I, he said a very small Tiny, town in small Utah where they never really town. have had a live yeah. singer before. So anyway, he goes, he's from Utah, and he knows the area, whatever. So he goes and he sings, and then... Halfway through the show, or at some point during the show, and everybody was into it, and they they went to see him. And he says, knowing that I'm a gay man, they they came in, they came to see me. He apparently halfway through or whatever, there's a break, and he said, or the the concert promoter said, you stopped for about 15 minutes and you talked about. They use the word queer. I, I'm not yeah. exactly sure. No, I, that's right. I, I, okay, I, I need to be educated on why that word was used instead of gay or because it, difference. It, it's, but it's all encompassing. Okay, so. So uh, he went to 15 minutes and the concert promoter's point was the people didn't, they came for Christmas music and he was respectful, the concert promoter was. He was upset that David had done this, but he was respectful. He said, they came to see this and for you to deviate from Christmas music and Christmas stories and whatever else goes into this show to a, to a, to a very personal conversation with them about your struggles coming out, that's not what they were here to see. And I, I, I get it. And David Archuleta, he can do whatever he wants. It's his show. He's in a small town in Utah that came out to see him. And I get putting aside the subject matter for a second. If any artist were to go on a 15 minute conversation in the middle of their performance about their personal journey, you may not want to stick around for it. That happens all the time. It happens all the time. Well, oh, it happens all the time. Kanye, Kanye West did it in concert. And it's really annoying. I know. I mean, yeah. Bruce Springsteen did it in concert. He talks about his life, yeah, his upbringing, yeah. and everything else. It's, That's not unusual. I don't think David Archuleta is angry at people from walking out because he said himself that 
he understands where they're coming from because he was part of that culture, that world. I think what he's saying is, yeah, I'm willing to um, I'm willing to accept the fact that people are going to walk out knowing that other people may get a little more educated on things that they haven't been exposed to he said in the might past. Sa- it might save some lives, actually, is what he said. Well, yeah. and it, saving lives in the sense that there are people like David Archuleta who feel this kind of self-hate, who, you know, who are growing up, you know, in, in areas where being gay is just bad, yeah. according to everybody around them. And that to see somebody, uh, to have a role model, to hear somebody, to watch somebody will help. And I think he's willing to accept the criticism for the benefit. The criticism I, and the fact he may lose some some gigs and, and that sort of thing. He, he And he's, you know, which, which is too bad. But, you know, as a, as a concert promoter, the concert promoter's point is we're here to give people what they want. And if they don't want this, we, I don't want you to, think you to do it. David Arcelin is like, no, this is my journey. I'm going to talk about it. And so they have a business decision to make between the yeah. two of them. And he, and there are places where people are going to celebrate that. Of course. And places yeah, yeah. that they're not. But he, his his fan base is seems to be more small town kind of thing, so he may be running up He's against... in Los Angeles right now. And he, he's going to be, yeah. So, okay. Fair I mean, enough. look, he, he was an American though. Idol. I mean, he's, you know, he's got a name. Yeah. I, I just think that when I listen to it, it's just so important for people to understand the way you deal with a kid who is dealing with this, thinking about coming out, struggling with it, that will impact them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And to think that it becomes like an etch-a-sketch when you become an adult and then make your own choices and everything else is ridiculous. That's not the way it works. This is all building blocks, and there's a foundation in a, bu- you know, in a building. That becomes the foundation. Everything else gets built upon it, and it's really tough to deconstruct and rebuild clean that these things stay with you for the rest of your life and i think david archulette is a good example of that i thought it was really interesting just so i'm clear what you're saying you're saying because he grew up in the mormon faith in a conservative community as a as a as a closeted gay kid the 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 the, the imprint on him of that struggle it's not it's not that it's that he grew up closeted as a gay kid learning from everybody around him that being that is bad, being that is eternal damnation, being that means you're not a good person. And all of that, even if you finally come out and say, that's wrong, all of those things have residual effects in your life. And the way you are brought up, the way you understand that, the way you're treated by other people growing up, people who kind of sense it of you and then interact with you, that will affect you for the rest of your life. It just will. Got it. Have a good weekend. See you Monday.